Need to sort through hundreds of job applicants? In today's market, it isn't uncommon to have hundreds of job applicants apply for a single job. But who do you want to speak with? It is our estimate that at least 25% of your job applicants will be fraudulent, another 25% will be underqualified, 48% will be qualified, but mm, not great, and 2% will be awesome. If you are like us, you're looking for the 2%, but how do you quickly get through the hundreds of applicants in order to identify the top 2%? After all, those super awesome CRAs won't be on the market for long. Before you spend any time on the phone talking to these people, spend some time pre-qualifying them in order to shortlist your top candidates. And here's how. View the communication venue they used to apply, reviewing the grammar, spelling, and punctuation. Do this before you even look at the resume. While you'll clearly look back at the resume for these oops errors, checking the candidate's general communication at this juncture is also key. With today's word processing tools, not only will poor grammar, spelling, and punctuation indicate a sign of poor communication skills, this could also be a sign of sheer laziness. Candidates are supposed to be on their best behavior at this stage. Therefore, I believe it is safe to assume that poorly written content at the application stage is likely to continue after hired. Now you want to pay attention to the resume, but it goes beyond the grammar, spelling, and punctuation. Here is your resume pre-qualification checklist. Okay, you really do need to check the grammar, spelling, and punctuation, but that is only the first step. You want to double check the formatting. I am super picky about this one. Bullets being out of alignment are different sizes, titles and dates all being different, fonts are formatting. If anything is amiss with the formatting, it could indicate that the candidate either isn't proficient with Word or they aren't sticklers for detail. Also, is the candidate a habitual job hopper? While there are always reasons for recurring job changes, you will still have to wonder the true calls. Is it that the individual doesn't know what he or she wants? Maybe their goals aren't clear? Maybe their decision-making process isn't at the level you see with more mature candidates? Either way, when you come across that is a chronic job hopper, I would still recommend you deprioritize these folks when sorting through multiple resumes. Also, do the titles listed actually align with the company's focus? I recently saw a candidate who stated she had been a CRA for an IT company, which doesn't, of course, make any sense to me. So you want to then make sure that the tasks listed under the employment sections actually match the tasks for which you expect that a CRA does, um, and as well as the company focus. So we often see candidates use a clinical research associate title, but the tasks are clearly not CRA tasks. Then you also want to look to see if they follow directions during the application process. If they can't follow directions when it comes to providing the information requested during the application process, rest assured they won't follow directions once you've hired them. Call it rebelling. Call it being aloof. Call it being someone who doesn't pay attention. Doesn't matter. Team members are expected to follow directions, and while I certainly welcome it when a strong team member challenges me, I would expect anyone at the applicant level to follow the guidelines outlined in the process. Then you also want to confirm that there's no fraudulence. So be sure to assess the resume to confirm that the companies are real, 
that they were in operation when the candidate stated that they worked with them. And you also want to confirm the degree isn't from an actual or is from an actual educational institution instead of through a diploma mill. So you then want to create a pre-qualification questionnaire to screen the applicant through email. It is our experience that about 35% of job applicants can't be bothered with this step. But let me ask you this. Don't you want an applicant that willingly provides the information requested? Doesn't that give you insight as to how they will respond to study coordinators, clinical operations leaders, and other key staff members? Create a list of screening questions to email those applicants who have gotten to this stage. Your questions should not only confirm the candidate meets the job requirements, the number of years doing XYZ as an example, but also are in alignment of the logistics of the job opportunity, compensation, travel requirements, etc. Those responses will then help you to be able to clarify their qualifications and job preferences, provide a glimpse into their writing style and attention to detail, give you an idea to their professionalism, and provide key insights into their communication skills, such as how quickly they respond, how clear and concise they are, etc. And plus, this information will help you to further eliminate candidates who A, don't respond, B, don't meet the minimum qualifications you seek, or C, aren't able to meet the logistical components of the position, such as travel, utilization required, etc. You can also use the written pre-qualification response to assess whether you feel the candidate seems to genuinely care about your company and the open position. Are they simply throwing darts at the wall in hopes of being hired? Or do they really want to work for you at your company on this project? How much care they took to respond to your questions is a key indicator as to how much they are interested in your specific position. And always, always, always close the loop with the candidates you don't progress by sending rejection letters. It can be as simple as an automated email that they receive upon applying. In today's technical world, you can group the candidates in an email tool and send such group tailored emails that let them know the reasons that they aren't progressing. So we give examples on the blog post um, mentioned on our website, but in general, these can be big bucket reasons such as we require more travel than you're able to commit to at this point. Your XYZ experience isn't at the level we require for this project. Your compensation requirements are just too high for this particular role or any other reasons that you can pinpoint. You then want to invite them to apply for future positions. Leave the door open for those who will be at the top 2% at a later date. So who has the time to interview hundreds of different candidates? And honestly, why would you want to if you can fine-tune the pool into the fully qualified or the top 2%? Do you need help? Contact us as we are always here to help.